Welcome, traveler. This is VSI, Variation Selection Inheritance, a podcast production of the National Science Foundation's Beacon Center for the Study of Evolution in Action. I'm your host, Randall Hayes. <clears throat> okay, sorry, just had to get that out of my system. I've been driving my family crazy, too, but they deserve it. Because they just got back from friggin' Disney World, and what's the first thing they want to do? Go see Brave! Go see Brave! Now, I am an unabashed fan of the early Pixar, before they got all Disneyfied and started doing sequels. But the last rebellious daughter picture I enjoyed was Mulan. However, this Brave promised both swords and bears, as well as a preview of The Hobbit. So, I was in. Gotta say, I've never seen so many redheads in my life as there were standing in line for that movie. It's a good thing we had borrowed one from the Clan Duncan next door, or I'm not sure they would have let us in. As you may have heard, my Scottish accent is nay that good. I sound more like Shrek with a mouthful of cornbread. Fortunately, the Highlanders in attendance were more like docents than sentries, showing off their museum replica leather shields and homemade chain mail. We actually went to the Highland Games last year, just for the axe-throwing contest. And I keep on trying to get my son interested in the local European martial arts school, but he's only interested in a real blade, not a foam rubber practice sword. Maybe I can bribe him with that copy of Sting. Speaking of which, the Hobbit preview was promising. Those dwarves can really sing. My own approach to reading that stuff to my kid borrows heavily from John Huston's spoken word poetry from the Rankin-Bass cartoon. I'll link to some of that if I can find it on YouTube. He's much better at it than I am. I once saw a book where they had stills they'd cut from that cartoon, showing things like a goblin's head nailed to the gate of Bayorn the skin-changer's house. How awesome would that have been? Which just goes to show that you never can tell what the finished project will look like. The Monsters University! Are you kidding me? That was my favorite one. Ah, the humanity! Wait, that disco ball thing was kind of funny. It's got to be better than Ice Age 11. Ooh, ooh, a Pixar short. I love those. La Luna. Hmm. In a word, mythopoetic. In another, nice. You know, most people think of the word myth as a story that answers questions, like the back of a Trivial Pursuits card. Why are there seasons? Well, because Persephone ate a pomegranate seed. Why do bears have short tails? Well, because they use them for ice fishing, and they freeze and break off. People who study folklore and mythology seriously, like Joseph Campbell, talk about a profoundly different use of myths, as general guidelines to help us make sense of all the random crap that happens to us. Legends are lessons, as they say during the movie. 
One striking thing about the flame-haired princess's early adventuring is that it's solitary. She's not showing off, not displaying her talents publicly the way a man would, at least not until later in the story. I suspect the large number of women placed highly in the production credits had something to do with this. It has a different vibe than, say, a Joss Whedon picture, who, for all his sincere feminism, is still a dude. He loves him some cheesecake. The first part of Brave, on the other hoof, is just a girl and her horse, which, if you know any horse girls, is a little bit more suggestive than I was actually expecting. Of course, there are limits. This is not Game of Thrones or a Judy Bloom book. There's no messy mentions of the princess flowering, like Sansa Stark. No moments of, Are you there, God? It's me, Merida. She does not, like Joseph Campbell said about the majority of hunter-gatherer cultures, sit by herself in a hut and meditate on the power to give life that nature has brought her. She does keep saying how she's not ready, but that seems more like a reaction to all the social restrictions and demands that come with being a girl, even an extremely privileged girl. All in all, Merida's heroic journey is about integrating her male and female influences, becoming her mother's daughter as well as her father's. An individual, but embedded in a community, shaped by that community, and in turn shaping that community, in the best Shakespearean tradition. The American tradition is more often to get the hell out of Dodge, which is what I did. It was really only after I left Kentucky that I had the breathing room to look back on my rural upbringing and begin to select those elements that I wanted to carry forward and pass down to my own son as his inheritance. Now, just a wee word as to the bears featured prominently in this film. I personally thought that the animators did a masterful job balancing the pear-shaped clown aspect of bears, you know, kind of channeling Baloo from the Jungle Book, maybe just a little, uh, with the overwhelming physical power of these animals. I mean, an 11-foot-tall female black bear is not accurate. That's more the size of a well-fed male Kodiak or a polar bear but it sure gets the point across. I will take that point very seriously as I prepare to spend a week at an environmental education workshop in the mountains of New Mexico. Can't take pepper spray or weapons or armor on the plane, but I'm definitely picking some up once I get there. Pepper spray, I mean. That and some Indian fry bread, which I haven't had in years. Mmm, fried bread. VSI is produced by me, Randall Hayes, at North Carolina Agricultural and Technical State University with funding from the National Science Foundation. Check us out on the web 
on Facebook or on Twitter. Thanks for listening. And yes, I promise to quit with the crappy accents. Mostly. <laughs>